Hello, it is 1 p.m. in the Pacific Coast of the United States on October 26, 2022. This is episode number eight of Out on a Limb. My name is Tim Enneking. Today we will discuss three main topics. Uh, the first is something that I literally thought I would never say uh, in any context, much less on this podcast, and that is for the first time in history, uh, the volatility on equities markets, public equities markets, fiat markets, exceeded the volatility of crypto markets and BC, uh, BTC specifically. And think about that, where you've got uh, Bitcoin skyrocketing literally 40% in a single day as recently as two and a half years ago. Now it actually looks stable compared to what is happening on equities markets. Now, to be fair, some of that is due to the fact that there's quite a bit of volatility on fiat markets, but those are by or a lot of volatility by fiat standards, which means, and we'll get to this in the next topic, you have a two, three, four, or sometimes even pushing a 5% move. Uh, those moves of that scale were pretty standard on a daily basis in Bitcoin, again, as recently as two, two and a half years ago, much less if you go back, you know, eight or nine years to when Bitcoin started, you'd have two and three hundred percent moves and 80 and 90 percent drops on a daily on a daily basis, perhaps not frequently on consecutive days, but certainly you'd have a major move like that once a week. So now, following Enneking's law with, the, with institutions in Wales being much bigger, and as I've taken to describing another context recently, the crypto have-nots have become the crypto haves. And once you become a have, you also become more conservative because rather than trying to risk what little you have to try to get something, you actually have a lot, so you take less risk become more conservative. And you can really see those two effects uh, reducing, dampening volatility in, in, the, in the crypto space. BTC is just, just glued to 20,000 uh, in the last couple of weeks, just below 20,000 until uh, yesterday or a day and a half ago, depending on where you are, where it finally broke through 20,000. And then right now, literally as we speak, it's fighting to stay above that. It crept above 21 and fell back to 20,700. And the amazing thing is on the fiat side, you have volatility that is extremely high by TradFi or traditional finance standards. One of the reasons you have that is something also I've never seen on the fiat side. I've never seen such a long period, and this is in 40 years of following crypto markets, such a long period where Wall Street has no idea what's going to happen. You, you listen to various pundits and, the, and, the, and various analysts when they issue their estimates, and I've literally seen the same analyst every two weeks change his mind almost 180 degrees for three and four consecutive uh, reports in a row. Nobody really knows what's going on or what's going to happen in the in the fiat space. And that leads to more volatility 
basically the FOMO phenomenon, the acronym fear of missing out, which is coined for the crypto space, and all of a sudden it applies to the fiat space. So when there's, when there's a big market move, fear of missing out means everyone jumps on the bandwagon for that day. And what would, what would normally be in a more stable market, a one to 2% move, suddenly becomes a three, four, or even more percent move. And that leads to item number two, which is more good news is bad news. It's really become uh, a recurring theme. And it's something I'd noticed earlier in examining fiat markets, but it's not something that I had really vocalized as often as it seems to be coming up now. About a week ago, there was fabulous uh, economic news. Non-farm hiring had exceeded 269,000, which was well above uh, estimates and unemployment equaled an all-time low at 3.5%. Both pieces of news, especially the second datum, were hugely positive. It means that the, the, the market, the economy is clicking along, the real economy is clicking along very, very well and very strong. What happened on the markets? The NASDAQ dropped 3.8%, which is a huge move by historical standards. First of all, that obviously feeds into the, into the higher fiat volatility because October may actually be the second month in a row where fiat volatility has, exceed, has exceeded crypto volatility. Again, stunning to happen once, unheard of to happen twice. But here you have very, very good news coming out on, the, on, on unemployment and the markets, the public TradFi markets get crushed. And fiat or crypto dropped a little bit uh, in that regard, but not nearly, not nearly as much. Hence the volatility prediction as far as October is concerned. Why did that happen? The obvious reason is if the market is doing well, that means that there, especially unemployment, unemployment is low. And so employment is high. More people are making money. Those people are going to spend money and that keeps inflation up. It's, it's really that simple an equation. Uh, sometimes I liken the, the global economy or the economy in any given country to a balloon, a big balloon that you hug. And when you push in on one side, nothing directly pops out on the other side. Everything sort of expands a little bit. And it's difficult to figure out what, uh, what are the effects going to be of any action. You can often, in a simple system, talking about mathematical systems or physical systems, you push on one piece of it, another piece reacts immediately, and you can see the cause and effect very directly. But the U.S. economy, and especially the global economy, are much more complex. You may push in in one place, but you don't see an immediate reaction. Every once in a while, however, there will be a direct cause and effect. And this is what we saw with the very positive employment information uh, employment data that came out and then in the NASDAQ plunges. It plunged because of good news. So good news was clearly bad news because that means the FOMC is going to continue tightening. So right now we're looking at next Wednesday, February, uh, sorry, November 2nd, which is the second day of the FOMC meeting when they announced the interest rate hike. Everyone is absolutely completely convinced there'll be a 75 bit uh, increase. If there is, if that, if it's not 75, it will be 100, and the odds of that happening 
are, while not zero, are not particularly high. So we're almost certainly looking at 75 basis points in November, and that's really been baked into prices right now. So it's very paradoxical because here we are uh, about five days before the announcement of the rate hike, and we've just had this big pump in stock prices. And the reason for that is because people are hoping that we're going to have a taper tantrum, but in the opposite direction. Some of you may recall that in 2013, Ben Bernanke announced that the Fed was going to reduce the pace of asset purchases at some time in the future. And the market plunged because the, of the concerns about the Fed not buoying, buoying up the economy. And that got labeled the taper tantrum. Well, you could have the same thing happening here, but a good taper tantrum. That is, even though a 50% increase in interest rates would normally be very high and, and very negative, because it would be less than the 75 basis point increases that we've seen for so long, it would be it would actually be good news. So a drop from 75 to 50, and you'll see the markets recover because under that scenario, the worst case is that you would have a 25% basis point increase at the rather strange FOMC meeting that takes place both in January and February, the last day of one month and the first day of another. And if that were to happen, you would you would then have the markets anticipating an end of interest rate increases and the market would react very positively to that. So it's really an, an odd situation where when there's a transition happening, either interest rates increasing or interest rates decreasing, you have the inversion where good news is actually bad news. So that's where that's where we end up here with or we've ended up here with this very positive with this very positive employment news causing a market to just plunge 4%. Now, in terms of out on a limb, that is my prediction, and this is the third point, that if we get a 75 basis point increase next Wednesday and we get a 50 basis point increase six weeks later in mid-December when the FOMC meets again, that we could actually, we will actually see a, the beginnings of a bull market uh, happening where uh, the NASDAQ will move well off of the 36, 3700 level. And we may see the, the NASDAQ above 4000 again. So there is my out on a limb prediction for uh, this edition of the podcast. I wish you all well, and we will speak again next week.